Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Knox Prone is a clean, chaotic, and deep podcast for D&D nerds. Find more ways to support our show in the episode description. Last time on Knocked Prone. So your father's also a human. M- mine too. Yeah. But I was raised by my father. I've never met him. Ever. Oh. I'm looking for my brother, my twin brother, who's somehow connected to the Church of Amulek. Yeah. And if he's anything like the golden boy over here, then we should be rather fine. Uh, I mean, one could hope. I wouldn't trust it if he's connected with the Church of Amalek, but I suppose I wish you luck. Ephemia, wonderful to see you again. I haven't seen you since you were about yay high. And she gestures to mid of her shin. I'm just kind of shocked at this point and uh, my eyes kind of go wide, but then I try to control my stance. You knew my mother. That is privileged information, my dear. Okay, so you're telling me you will not let me know where my own mother is until I rise in the ranks of your business? You do your work for them. They give you what you want. The cult of the skull worship a god called Orcus. This cult is in the process of summoning him. And so we were hoping that the four of you could approach the sewers and get them to stop trying to summon Orcus. Whether you're a happening, a giant or somewhere in between, a crow! On the table with your friends, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And if life ever knocks you down, your dice will surely turn around. Not gross! Well, that's it's time to quest. Let's put your characters to the test!
My name is Cade, and I'm the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I'm joined here by the characters to my left. Alec playing Zag. Mason playing Grom. Marissa playing Athenia. And Brooklyn playing Celine. So as we're walking closer to the sewers, I'm just kind of thinking of a moment two years prior for Athenia. I'm starting to think of the time that I made a pact with Orcus, somebody who I've avoided for a very long time now. Okay, so you're telling me if I sell my soul, then you'll help me. Of course, of course. Orcus can help you with whatever you want. All I am seeking is to save my love, Edmund. That is all I want. Easy enough. What is wrong with this Edmund? A common cold? The plague? He has been poisoned with choke mist, and it has turned into a bit of an addiction, and I fear if I let him go any longer, it will kill him. Ah, tut tut tut. What a difficult thing to cure. You know, there is no cure for choke mist, but our lord, Orcus, has a cure for everything. So I have heard, which is why I came to Orcus, I guess. Well, here he is. Shall I bring the spirits about for you? Yes, yes, I am ready. This is a ceremonial knife, passed down from generation to generation. It is made from dragon bone. I just need you to prick your thumb and place it on this magical contract right here. Okay, okay. If that's all that's needed, I will do it. Would you like to to read the terms and conditions? I am ready. I will press accept all. Thank you. And I I just take the little knife and poke my finger and just press it straight to that thing. When you pull your finger away, a pool of blood forms and then seeps into the paper. And it almost looks like there's nothing, like the the paper has been untouched. And this priest of Orcus looks over at you and says, Wonderful. Now allow me to clear the spirits again and step into this tent and we will bring Orcus about and he will create your deal so go into this tent it will get pretty toasty we will be having hot coals being poured with hot water so there will be some amount of steam and you will eventually go into a state of comatose a state between living and death and that is where you will find Orcus and he will grant you your wish in exchange for what you've already promised okay okay i can do that thank you and you see like a little canvas tent it's small enough that you have to crawl like army crawl on your elbows and knees in order to get into it and they start fanning these hot coals and dumping buckets of hot water over it and steam starts to enter your lungs and you're breathing in so much water and steam that you do nearly pass out and then you go into this state of between worlds where you're feeling greens and blues you're feeling these colors as if they're pressing into your skin it almost feels as if you are no longer alive and you hear a voice call out in the very far distance my child hello hello i I was told you could help me of course i can help anyone for a prize and seeing that you've paid my prize what cost is a soul anyways for love love of course most of my deals are made for love his name is edmund he's in baldur's gate and he is very sick something is very wrong with him i have locked him at the sheriff's office ah I can sense him now. I will heal him, and you will, in turn, serve me for eternity. That is little to ask for saving him. Of course. May your love be 
as long as Edmund desires. I am sure that is eternal, thank you. Of course. You again seep back into consciousness. The colors fade away from feeling and you are able to open your eyes and you are on a cot. It seems that you literally passed out and these priests took you out of the tent before you aspirated and died. Okay, and I'm just kind of on that bed, like gasping, like, (sighs) okay, uh, okay, am I free to go home? Can I go home? Well, you're free to go home, but Orcus will call upon you eventually. And when that time comes, he will require you to be in these. And they hand you a set of cultist robes. I just grab them and shove them in my bag absently. I'm like, okay, I I must go. I must leave now. Thank you. All right, I'll wait for the call of Orcus. Yeah, sure, I'll wait for it. And I just keep kind of walking. At least as fast as I can after gasping all that. (laughs) Yeah, you're easily able. They have shamans above you healing you and literally pulling the water from your lungs. So you are fully healed by the time that you wake up. Awesome. Then I kind of come back to the reality of what I'm currently doing. So you are walking towards this stinking sewer and you get closer and closer and the four of you approach this massive manhole of a grate. It's 20 by 20 feet and it's five feet thick. It's a massive grate. But underneath in Dwarven, which of you speak Dwarven? I do. So Grom, you read on this metal grate, it says, speak sewer and enter. Smells like a bullywug. Smells like a sewer. You say sewer and and it pops open and then it slides across the top and a entrance opens up and you see immediately before you are two tunnels. Now you remember that this distinct fork in the path was described to you by Avani Mech. They told you that the tunnel to the left leads to the underground society of the changeling people who Avani told you are not welcome in the above ground civilization because they're kind of mischievous. But the tunnel to the right is the tunnel you were instructed to go down. But as you're looking down these tunnels, the tunnel to the left looks clean, pure. It looks like clean, fresh water is flowing down to the left. However, when you look down to the right, it is green, rotting water. I mean, it's a sewer after all, but to the right, the walls are covered in fresh graffiti of white skulls and unholy symbols plastered to the wall with spray paint. And the energy of death is smothering around this place, and it almost feels like you're suffocating in this burial ground. And even with the company of your party, each of you individually get this feeling of being alone. Feeling like you could scream out your last words and nobody would even hear you. Nobody would even take a second thought of your life being gone. Zag's gonna look at, you know, look at everybody. Have everybody huddle up real quick, okay? As much as the princess and the butcher probably are not gonna want to. We're getting in a huddle. I'm pulling them into a huddle. Okay. And I am going to give them a quick little speech and cast my emboldening bond. Wonderful. I forge an empowering bond among people who are at peace with one another. As an action, I choose a number of willing creatures within 30 feet, including myself. I create a magical bond among them for 10 minutes. I'm going to do an emboldening bond between Grom and Selene. Okay. And they get an additional, for the next 10 minutes, an additional D4 to any attack roll, ability check, or saving throws. You can do it once per turn for 10 minutes. And I'm going to say, guys, we got this. We know which way we need to go. It's scary. We can do it. We can do it. 
And I'm going to kind of interject here, and I'm like, I don't think you quite understand what we're walking into. Have you ever dealt with the Cult of Skulls before? Never. I just heard about them. That makes sense. Celine, do you remember who we came across in the forest? I do. Imagine that, but much bigger. You obviously overcome whatever you came up against, and you've got us now for whatever there is to face. We were lucky, is what we were. Well, we'll be lucky again. Okay, let us go. As you are furthering down this tunnel, you see there are there are splatters of blood from these sacrificial slaughters. Celine, you recognize what a sacrificial slaughter looks like. You were in charge of sacrificing the lambs in your home village. This doesn't look like lamb blood, though. This looks deeper red than lamb blood. The sewer walls are all rich crimson and it gives these cartoon painted skulls that are spray painted on the walls a very gruesome sense of reality as you're walking deeper and deeper into the tunnel is it lit up at all no it is a very dark sewer i'll go first go ahead yeah that's all you buddy (laughs) i figured the air's a bit thicker than i'm used to being underground but home sweet home and i'll track forward Grom, I'm going to need you to make me a perception check. Eight. Eight. Wonderful. (laughs) So you start to hear chanting in the distance. That's all you get, though. There's people up ahead. They seem to be singing. I'm not sure. That is not singing. Yes, Afimia, you recognize this to be an incantation that you have heard as you were passing out from inhaling all of this steam when you were making your patron pact. It seems that a very similar summoning is happening in this moment. Is something is something bad about to happen? Unless we handle it first, that is very likely. Okay, guys, gather up. I'm doing it again. We're doing arms around the oh, circle. God. Get in here, butcher. Get in here, princess. I'm going to grab everybody, and we are going to cast aid. And as I do it, you're going to see just kind of uh, almost necrotic, tentacle-like figure come out of my hands and wrap around everybody. And you are all going to gain five additional hit points to your maximum for the next eight hours. Athenia, as you are gaining more and more familiar with these sounds, go ahead and make me a perception check as well. All right. Nat 20. Nat 20? Okay. So you are able to see well past Grom. You see the entire scene unfold before you. You can tell exactly what is happening in this ritual. So bathed in a purple witch light, a figure is standing beneath this pulsing crystal. The hollow openings of this figure's rotten flesh and the rancid odor of death is surrounding this person and is pulsing almost out with the same pulsing of the crystal and it makes you feel sick to your stomach as you are getting closer and closer because this person smells like roadkill essentially and a second smaller voice is echoing behind this figure's chantings as they recite this incantation that you recognize as being a summoning of Orcus and they're both clad in these moldering robes you can tell with a natural 20 exactly what they're wearing and they're covered in recently ungraved dirt these are zombies you can tell by looking at them that these are undead recently and weaving foul magics through their hands they're harnessing flashes of blue and red lightning from their hands and sending them into this purple crystal how many are there there are two 
What's the distance? There are two. How far away? You guys are about 40 feet away. You see a double door down this hallway with both of the doors open. And in the center of the room, you see this huge crystal of purple that is getting fed with blue and red lightning by this much bigger zombie. There's two zombies, one being very, very large, and you can tell much more of a formidable foe. And the second is more of like an underling apprentice of this other zombie. We want to stop them, right, guys? I can distract them fairly easily. I think I can help here. Do we want them to be stopped? I think it's necessary. Zag is going to full-blown dash up to that edge of that pool. Okay. Where he's within 30 feet. Yes. And he's going to use his channel divinity to turn undead. Okay. As an action, each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. And all you can see is Zag grab his amulet and put a hand up to the sky and say, I know you can help me. Help me now. And who are you praying to? My ancestors. I don't know who, I don't know how, but I'm thinking of my uncle. Halen. One gets an 18 and one gets a 16. What is your spell save? Spell save 13. Are you kidding me? I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to mention too, I will run up behind him. He has a speed of five more than me, so I'll be five to ten feet behind. Right. These zombie cultists stop their incantation sounding noises and and these zombies both turn towards the four of you and I'm going to need everyone to roll me initiative. Zaz going to say, I'm sorry guys, I thought I could do it. Oh, not one. Oh no. Nine. Nineteen. Eight. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. So how close are we to the zombie Orcus followers now? You are about 40 feet away from this door, and these zombie followers are about 20 feet into the room. You are about 60 feet away. Grom and Zag are about 30 feet away. If you would like to use your surprise round action to get up to where Grom and Zag are, you are allowed to get to, like, the doorway. But with that, I think we're going to start initiative. Grom, you are up first with a 19. Okay, so... I'll yell out, you face the champion of Greyhaven. Prepare for your demise. And uh, <laughs> they do the, the home improvement noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his guy in the corner. And I just want to run up to the closest one, if it's the bigger one, preferably. But yes. I want to throw my hammer at him and then run up and attempt to gore him and pick up my hammer after the fact. Yeah, of course. So I'll attack with my gore. I got a natural 18. So, yeah, 25 total. Oh, yes, that definitely hits. An eight on the first one and a two on the second one. So, 13 points. So, you run straight into this huge zombie and your horns go directly into it. And it is eerie how hollow this body is. You expect to feel more with your horns, but literally it feels like you're almost running through air as you gore through this big zombie. And it takes 13 points of damage and it as you run into it. And is that the end of your turn, Grom? I'll just shake off, shake my head to like get any of the gore off my horns or whatever. 
and then roar back at it, my hammer and shield ready. Whoa, you, you speak undead too? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go around to the big zombie's turn, and it is going to do inflict wounds on you, Grom. Okay. Shoot. So the big one is right underneath this giant crystal, and it is harnessing these blue and red lightning bolts and sending them into this purple light crystal. And this purple light crystal seems to be like thrumming. It seems to be part of the summoning process, and it is working currently. And so you're not sure how far along they are in the summoning process, but it is too close for comfort. But with that, that is a 19 to hit. Yes, I hit. Okay. That is going to be 24 points of necrotic oh damage. Okay. Are you still up? Yeah, I've got 32, so I have 8 points of health remaining with your aid. You see this black tendrils that is similar to Zag's magic, and you're almost like, oh, he's healing me, and then it just latches onto you, and it almost leeches away like the vitality of your skin, and you're feeling older almost as, as you feel. Greater than usual. Yeah, grayer than usual. And with that, that's the end of that zombie's turn. It is the small zombie's turn. They're going to cast Bane against you, Grom. Okay. Charisma saving throw. Ah, uh, three. Or four. Five. Inspiration. Sorry. Dude, use it. But I'll use my inspiration to save, too. Not much better. Twelve. Their spell save DC is, in fact, 12. So meets beats. So you are not under the curse of Bane. And that's the end of the small zombie's turn. Ephemia, you are up. All right, so I am currently outside of the doorway, correct? Yes. Okay. Can I see through the door? You can. Mm -hmm. The doors are open. It is basically an empty tunnel. The doors seem to have been almost broken off their hinges with the power of this necrotic energy that is pulsating out of this purple crystal. Gross. Grom is standing right next to this middle zombie. So I would like to move a little forward into the room. Okay. Probably by about 15 feet. So he is not in the way. Okay. Because I would like to do burning hands. Burning hands. Okay. This zombie's going to make a dexterity saving throw. It's an 11, so that will fail. All right, so I got a 2, a 3, and a 4. So we've got a total of 9. 9. Okay, awesome. So you burn the remainder of the flesh away at this zombie, and it looks like a skeleton, honestly. Total, this zombie has been dealt 22 points of damage. It's not quite bloodied, but it looks hurt. Celine, you are up. All right, Selene is going to come barreling in last through the door and run right up to the strongest looking zombie and happily dance the Macarena. So I get my sneak attack damage, <laughs> distracting him with the Macarena. <gasps> and- <laughs> And they start doing the Macarena, but every other move they're skipping, and so it just looks haphazard. As they're confusingly trying to learn the Macarena, I'm going to take out my all pike and swing. I think I got it. <laughs> that is a 23 to hit. That will sure. Actually, it's a 25. <laughs> oh my god. So that's going to be 12 points of damage to the big guy. All right. I'm just going to slash him across the chest. So with 12 points of damage. This creature has taken 33 points of damage total and is bloodied. And might I add, well bloodied. Is that the end of your turn, Celine? No, I'm going to use my rogue feature of Whales from the Grave to immediately deal half of my sneak attack damage dice to a creature that is within 30 feet of the first creature that I attacked. Four damage to the small one. As you do Whales of the Grave to this smaller zombie, it covers its ears, but then it kind of uncovers its ears and starts tapping its feet and does a little jig in the 
corner of the room, like almost like, oh yeah, I remember when this guy was alive. It seems that necrotic damage does not deal as much as you would hope that it does to this zombie. However, it does take half damage to that. Zag, you are up. He's going to stay in position, and he is going to cast Bless. So both hands are going to go up into the air. His emerald amulet is going to glow, and almost like a black, dark aura is going to surround all three of his party members here. And they are each going to get a blessing from Zag's ancestors. Whenever they make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, they can roll an additional d4 and add to the number of rolled. That stacks with emboldening bonds, so yes. Grom and Selene will get two d4s. Okay, wonderful. And with that, Grom, you are up. You are blessed. You are emboldened. You are feeling like you're ready to take out these zombies. I'm going to attempt to hit it with my hammer and see what happens. Ooh, not quite. Great, but I get to add 2d4 to that. So, a 3, another 3. A 17 to hit? A 17 does hit. <laughs> yeah, I went from 11 to 23. I mean, to 11 17. would not have hit, but 17 definitely hits. That's, that's broken. Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is broken. Thank you, Beast Domain. And I'm going to attack, dealing max damage of 11 points with my hammer. And then as a bonus action, I roar out and just say, Accelerating and use my second wind. So I heal 10 points of damage up to 18. Okay, wonderful. So this big zombie, it looks like it is not doing well. It is within not a lot of hit points. So I will essentially, what I want to do is walk around him. And as I'm walking, my attack is that I bring my Warhammer down on his knee and attempt to like bring his eyesight with me to the other side of him. He fully turns around as you are doing this and he glares at you and it is with his turn that he's going to cast vampiric touch on you, Grom. That is a natural 20. Yeah, that gets... So you are going to take oh, no. 21 points oh, of necrotic no. damage. Yeah, that puts me out just barely. And he will heal for 10 points of necrotic damage. As Zaxxy's Grom goes down. No! Because Emboldening Bond and Bless are under him, mm -hmm. do I lose those if I'm brought back up? You, okay. should, so, you should still have them for both of You should have two D4s for your saving throws. Yeah, you'll have two D4s for your death saves. Sweet. <laughs> With that, that is the end of the big zombie's turn. The small zombie looks at you for a second, Grom, and goes, Brains? Not much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> shakes its head and then is going to cast inflict wounds on Celine. So that is going to be a big ol' 19 to hit Celine. That hits. Is this necrotic damage? This is necrotic damage. I am resistant to necrotic nice. damage. That's awesome. I should have been the one taking the hits this whole time, but I didn't really get to choose, so... So you will take nine points of necrotic damage that Kay. is halved. Okay. And that is the end of the small zombie's turn. Ephemia, you are up. You see that Grom falls lifelessly to the ground as you see this dark black magic that seeps the life essence out of him and this big zombie is just drinking it in. I'm pretty mad right now. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of like old feelings come up and I just don't want to see other people have to deal with more of the Orcus cult as I have. So I'm going to I'm going to try burning hands again because really I, I'm not as knowledgeable about what I can do yet. And it's what I've seen work once. It works, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You line it up so both zombies are in this cone and none of your allies are in this cone, correct? Yes. That's what I'm trying to do. So I get okay. behind the zombies and it look out into a place where they're kind of in a line Wonderful. directly in front of me. A nine 
and a 13. Do either of those save? Yeah, my charisma modifier is plus three. So one will save barely because 13 meets beats and one will fail. So one will take half damage. And good man, we got a 15. Go ahead and tell me how both of these zombies are going to burn alive or unalive in that case. Okay, so I just cast Burning Hands, and I'm still not familiar with, like, you know, how far. I honestly couldn't even guarantee as I was doing it that I would not hit anyone else. I just knew last time it came out straight, and I was going to do it again. So I cast Burning Hands and just see both of these guys just kind of start to almost disintegrate slowly down to the bone before it just, like, kind of goes into a pile of bones and ash below where I hit them. And I'm just kind of staring at that in awe again, even though I've done it before. I just kind of staring at like okay so i i did did it again (laughs) as these zombies lay lifeless you hear from this purple crystal ephemia just you ephemia nice to see you again i thought i lost you there for a moment i'll be calling upon you soon enough now that i know where you are I believe that is where we're going to end our session for tonight. My name is Cade, the host and dungeon necromancer of this Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I'm joined here by the players to my left. Alec playing Zag. Mason playing Grom. Marissa playing Athemia. And Brooklyn playing Celine. Thank you so, so much for listening to these first three episodes. We're so excited to get recording on more. Make sure to stay around after this episode for all you patrons out there for the special Talked Prone episode. We're going to do an in-depth analysis and question with our good friend Danny Dennison as the host of Talked Prone, asking the characters questions about what went on, what went wrong, what they wanted to happen, and what didn't happen. In these first three episodes so please be sure to check that out again you can find that at patreon.com forward slash knocked all patrons have access to it so for just two dollars a month you can have access to all of these behind the scenes things thank you so much for listening and we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back all you got to do is keep rolling and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market.